I really make an effort to get to know each of my staff, making them feel supported and making them feel valued. I believe in you. Proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to I Believe in You, the podcast about achieving your goals and the journeys which take us there. I'm Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor, and with me is Annie Hill, entrepreneur and business owner. This time, this time around, around, we're, we're talking, talking about, about Australia's one of Australia's favourite beverages, coffee. Cafe culture has become a strong part of the food and beverage landscape here in Australia. And a big part of it is the appreciation for the craft. But what sets a cafe apart from those around them? Sure, if they serve you the wrong drink, you're not likely to go back. But what about the importance of a welcoming environment and a happy team? Our guest today has focused on fostering this welcoming environment in their business over the past seven years. And you might say it's left them with a buzz. Jess Ankevich is the owner of Jessie's Cafe and Roasting Co. Jess, welcome. I must say you make all of our day today by walking in here with your trade of coffees for us. So that give a little bit of way that you are in the coffee business. But tell us who's Jess and what is your brand and what do you stand for? Well, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm about all things coffee. I have two establishments, so Jessie's Cafe and Roasting Co., which is a cafe in Myree, and I also have um, Barista School Perth, which is a coffee training school. Um, In addition, um, we're currently in the process of launching another venture called Coffee Beans Perth, um, which is going to be an online platform that will offer locally roasted coffee and brewing equipment um, for both the home barista and hopefully to local businesses. So yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell what I do. That's much more than just coffee. <laughs> Annie, you here with us today and you've been in the coffee world as well your whole life. Not um, not my whole life, actually. Uh, my cafe started with McDonald's. Uh, look, I should know the exact date. We opened our first one in Kalgoorlie in 2001. Uh, I think it's 1997. I'll Google. But yeah, coffee certainly changed our brand. And what we've noticed globally is that the Australian coffee market is much more mature than than other countries. Yeah. So being in coffee in Australia is a fantastic thing to do. I am not surprised because the amount of times we left the house to walk to Jesse's Cafe <laughs> to grab our coffee and walk back and we have a great coffee machine in our house. So that's just the culture what has um, developed in Australia. And Jess, you take coffee shop to the next level because I even use you by enrolling one of my girls to do a barista course at your studio. So where did all of this come from? I suppose when we started, um, you know, exploring all things coffee, um, we got a bit obsessed and then we realised that there is so much involved with making a cup of coffee that not a lot of people probably initially knew. And that's where I actually have a teaching background. So that's kind of where the barista school um, side of things came from. Um, And also just another revenue stream at the start. Um, So yeah, that's that's how Barista School Perth was born to just teach people more about the appreciation of coffee. And as it's evolved, because so many people, the coffee industry just keeps growing. Um, we teach people how to make coffee. So hopefully they can get a job in the industry. 
home baristas or just people that just love coffee and are fa- um, fascinated by how it's made and the process. So that's kind of where the training school developed from. That's very interesting because way back you would think, what is the secret of making a coffee? You just make a coffee. Today, if you look especially at some of the advertisements from Broom, baristas get very good pay. They're quite high end as a career now and it's just not somebody behind the counter that makes a coffee. Yeah, which I think that's nice. They are high regarded. And I think it's really nice when we do run the barista training schools, the feedback is like, oh my gosh, I have so much more respect now for my local barista because they understand, you know, that it's the science, but it's also the passion that these people have. Um, You know, they they get obsessed with it um, and they, yeah, they're always trying to perfect that perfect coffee. So this is the barista side, but go back to you how did you get into it? How did you decide it? I'm going to have a barista school. I'm going to make coffee. I'm going to have a Jess Cafe. So my journey into the business world was, um, I suppose, somewhat accidental. I've been lucky enough to grow up around small businesses through my parents. And while I attended university, I worked at my parents' coffee business, which is called Cafe Corporate. They don't own that anymore, but Cafe Corporate specialised in selling coffee machines and coffee-related supplies to the office market. So while I was there, my dad and I would often talk about or joke about opening a cafe. And then when an additional commercial unit became available next to Cafe Corporate, my dad rented it to expand his um, warehouse space. And then we decided to convert part of it into a simple cafe and run it together. At the time, I was feeling kind of unfulfilled in my teaching job. So I thought, yep, just seemed like a good opportunity. And I went with it. Um, A few years into the venture, I realized that I kind of wanted to take full control. So I ended up setting up my own ABN, transferring it into my name, and it kind of became my primary focus, my full-time project. And I think that was kind of like the defining moment of where I kind of my business journey really started. So how did you sack your dad? (laughs) Well, it was like a slow burn. (laughs) You know, when you decide that you want to push back on certain things that your parents do or run things differently, um, I think it was, I think it was just an organic, (laughs) came to an organic, um, (laughs) yeah, point (laughs) that it happened. But I think he, um, he understood that and um, was happy to be sacked. (laughs) It's great leadership skills to be able to work with your family. Yeah. And then to evolve a family business. And, you know, you must really have the passion and the right way about you to be able to convince the older generation to move with the times. So what were the different things you were bringing into the business? I think definitely the marketing side of things um, and technology. Um, that was probably the two the two main things. I suppose like just having the full control over, you know, if you have a have an idea and you just sometimes just want to give it a go yourself and see see how you you know see what you can do. I think that was that burning desire that kind of just kept coming up. And I thought, I reckon once I you know learnt the the ropes from him, and still he was always my sounding board and support network. But I just thought, yeah, I think I'm ready to kind of give this a go. So yeah. So one of your first mentors? He absolutely was, yes. A lot of the skills will come natural to you because you grow up in between all of that. We, uh, some other person that hasn't grown up with a dad in the coffee industry would have gone and learned it from scratch. We, some things will just come natural for you. 
Oh, 100%. And also the contacts that he had and um, the knowledge about, you know, certain equipment. And that was priceless at the beginning. So just tell us, what did the first Jesse's Cafe look like? (laughs) Well, it was very basic. So if you think of a really big warehouse, we made these like petition boards to section it off. We had a heels hoist one of those old clotheslines, because it had such a high ceiling, we thought if we have the hills hoist, it will kind of create more of a cozy atmosphere. Um, There was a lot, it was a real retro look. So a lot of vintage chairs, vintage couches, kind of whatever we can find because we did everything on a budget. And then pretty much just a counter and a coffee machine. um, And that was kind of it. And today when I go in there, this is probably the smallest (laughs) place with the most coffees going out. And part of that, because I'm very intrigued in the business, is your app where people order on. So it doesn't take your space up. Nobody stands in the queue. They literally walk in, take their coffee, walk out. So I presume you pay on the app and everything? Yeah, we do. When we started, we had an SMS service, but it was a bit clunky. So what would happen? People would text their order in, you know, they would... It was always in a different format, depending how you text, um, hard to kind of read when you're really busy. And then they would come in, collect their coffee. But if there was a line, the coffee would be ready, but they would have to still line up to pay. And we thought, hmm, something has to change here. And the area we're in, we're around a lot of businesses and we seem to be, I suppose, you know, if we could have a cafe takeaway window, we probably would within the area. So we thought, how can we make our own spin on that? So we had an app. Um, it was. It's not our app. It's um, a third party we use called Hey You. So you obviously download Hey You. You can search Jesse's Cafe, and then on that you can order for your coffee, um, food, pay ahead. So then when you walk through the door, you don't have to. You avoid that queue and you just collect your coffee and go. It's fascinating. I have sit there and I watch it, and it's like a lot of movement in a very small space. And what about deliveries? Delivery is a huge market now. Oh. I haven't really tapped into that. We looked at Uber, obviously, during um, the COVID times and, you know, seeing pivoting. um, But I suppose it was just the service fees and then obviously maybe worried about the product by the time it gets there as well because being a hot beverage, I know we also do, you know, ice lattes and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's on the card. Everything's on the cards, but it's just something that we haven't, um, yeah, explored yet. So a week ago, I did a talk at an event and Amber wanted to surprise me when I walk in. So I phoned her and she knew I was on the way. And that was the first time ever she ordered and booked a coffee to be delivered. So when I walk in here, my drink was ready and I was so surprised and how well it was presented and even the little hole had a sticker over. So it was, it was interesting, but it was Great to see you can get a hot coffee delivered the perfect time when you want it. But it do it do happen. It's out there. As you say, it's on the cart. Yeah, absolutely. Jess, challenges. Tell us what is your challenges because we all know no business come without challenges. Lots of challenges. I suppose more at the start, maybe being so green in both running a small business and also the hospitality industry. Um, I never worked in a cafe prior to owning one. So I suppose when I was hiring, 
I didn't have contacts in that industry. So sometimes, you know, if you work in an industry, you get to know people and then you can, you know, use their contacts and recommendations. So not knowing anyone and then also hiring people that probably had, I don't know if better is the right word, but um, more skills in that, in that area. Um, so that was probably one of the most challenges because I suppose when I hire staff now, I go more off referrals or recommendations um, because I just feel that works with what we're trying to create. The other challenge was definitely work-life balance. I um, just, not that I, I don't know if I became obsessed, but you know, you just have so much pride and wanting to do the best you can and have all these ideas you want to implement yesterday. So I definitely, um, yeah, I think at the, especially two years in really burnt out. Um, so that was probably like another challenge, just just knowing myself and knowing um, what to pop in place to um, prevent that from happening. What did you put in place? Um, a few things, just I suppose like routines, my, my own routines, um, exercise, eating well. I think that has a big part. Also, um, when I come home, work's finished. I'm really good at not looking at my phone or, um, you know, doing things at night because I find if I do, it just stews in my brain when I'm trying to go to sleep or it'll wake me up. My husband has joined the business, which was, that was probably the biggest thing, biggest change or shift in that mental load, not having, getting to share that mental load. Um, we've started a young family and I realized after becoming a mum, I thought, oh yeah, I'll just have kids, you know, keep running the business. And yeah, it <laughs> that definitely wasn't as easy as what I anticipated. So we made a lifestyle change and he left his um, job and he's actually an accountant CPA. So um, it's very handy, <laughs> very, very handy for me. Um, so he's, yeah, made some really positive changes to the business and um, it's been good for all of us. And we as business owners, especially when we're young and green in the business, we always want to try to please every client, every person. You think every person is your customer. Did you come across that? Oh, 100%. And I am a real people pleaser as well, um, something I'm working on. So that was, um, I suppose, yeah, every customer that walked for that, through that door, you just wanted to ensure that they had the best experience and they were happy. And, you know, if you ever got like a average review or you got some feedback that wasn't up to your standards, you know, it really used to like um, affect me and, you know, but I you know, you do realize you can't please everyone. You know, you, you can try. And if you, if you're happy with what you're, the, you know, you, you think you're doing the best you can, I suppose that's where it, you know, sits with you. Um, and just also entrusting staff that hopefully they understand what you're trying to create and they, they buy into that and they're passionate and they care and they want to, um, they're representation of you. And I think I'm, that's something I put a lot of focus on. That's really interesting. So certainly development and you've got the training centre, your barista. Where do you split your time and what is the most valuable time that you have in your business? Yeah, I suppose um, I think having kids was a was really good because it actually forced me to completely step out, step away from the business. Um, and then my husband kind of um, took over, you know, just overseeing it. And when he did that, he just worked from home and he, he did a lot. And I think he cut the cord, so to speak. And then, so when I have gone back rec um, recently, I realized that, you know, they are okay. And I can, I can do more of working on the business instead of in the business. Um, I'm not on the floor a lot, so I don't make, I don't make a lot of the coffee, but when I do go to work, I go to work in the cafe. I just have an office out the back. So I still think it's important that I show my face. Um, so I always make sure I go out, I speak to customers. Um, I engage with my staff to make sure they're happy. If it's busy and I feel like they're a bit under um, the pump, I would definitely like go out there and say, you know, 
I can take over for 10 minutes if you need to finish something off in the kitchen. Do you guys want a break? Like, you know, it hasn't stopped. It is a busy work environment. It's a small space. Um, you know, even if you're the get along really well, it's, it's, it's challenging. Um, so yeah, I suppose just being, being aware of what's going on out there. The training school, I do all the admin for it. So I will process all the bookings. I will write back to all the email inquiries. I have the most amazing trainer. He's been with me for seven years. Um, he rocks up to every training session and he does, he gives it his all. He's very quirky, very funny, very engaging. Um, so that's been a blessing because I know that the training side of things is looked after. He also works in the cafe, which I think is important because, you know, he still knows up to date with the coffee industry. He understands the trends. He's still out there. So he, he you know, what he's teaching is relevant. Um, and then, yeah, I suppose just like when I'm working on a task, try to be focused on that. I'm a real list. I write a list every day. I definitely need a list. Otherwise, I know I just jump from thing to thing and have lots of tabs open. Um, Say your list. You have your list from most important to least important or is it just a list through the day? I think most important to least important. I read a lot of um, books. I listen to a lot of business podcasts and um, I've learned that I think is it you do your most important list at the start of the day, um, which I never used to do. I used to go on and would write back to all my emails and do all my admin where now I've, I've switched that around because I, so I do my, you know, projects or tasks that I need to do at the start of the day. And then in the afternoon, I will do my admin stuff because it forces me to do it before I go home. Well done, because that is one of the biggest mistakes a lot of business owners make. They will come into the office and they do the things they enjoy the most first. That's what they start with, reading emails, get back, where that's actually your last thing. You had to take that task that's the biggest challenge get it out of the way focus get it done so by listening to podcasts you had retrain yourself and that's a great way to start your day a lot of time business owners will always say I'm overwhelmed Mm -hmm. the minute you have the list in front of you you're not overwhelmed anymore because you know this and this and this is what I need to do if I don't get through that list I jump back onto it tomorrow you told us you listen to podcasts, but what else do you do to grow within yourself in able to grow your business? Um, I think I, I'm surrounded by a very um, supportive and inspiring network of people. I suppose uh, my dad's still in small business. Um, I have a lot of respect for my husband and um, what he's brought. I have friends that run small businesses. Um, so I think that's quite in, um, inspiring and empowering. empowering. Um, and then I suppose, yeah, just listening to podcasts, ins- always working on personal development, um, wanting to always do better and be better. Um, yeah, and just having a balance. And also, like, I've got kids now, so I just kind of want to make them proud. And, um, yeah, so it's probably a mixture of everything. And, Jess, another thing in your cafe that intrigues me is that your staff members is not the young staff members you get at every at most cafes. What Tell me the reason behind that. How did that happen or was that intentional? Um, not really. Um, our staff members have been with us for a while, like around seven years, lots of them. So maybe they've just gotten older, <laughs> you know, <laughs> gone older as they've started at Jesse's. But I've been lucky enough to have been with me for a while. And there's a few that I think about three or even four, about seven years. Um, and it's initially started with a lady I hired called um, Justine. She came over from another cafe and um, she has a really beautiful way of managing. She's very gentle approach and people buy into her um, management style. And when we started hiring, we were um, quite selective of who we hired. And that's not, that's not because we you know we think we're 
you know, awesome or anything. That's just because we understand that if, you know, certain people create a vibe and if you get someone that's maybe a bit, you know, outside that way of thinking, it can easily disrupt the energy or the balance in that team. And we are a close-knit team. So, yeah, she started, um, I think there's three people, three friends of hers in the hospitality industry that she brought over um, that are still with me today. I have a good friend that's um, been with me for a while. She's my operations manager. And then, um, yeah, I think just having those senior level and it's their passion and, you know, that's what they want to do as their career. And then we have, normally we have like some uni students coming through where once they start, they will be with us for their entire uni degree. And then once we meet one of them, we say, you know, who's your friends, (laughs) who's your sister, your brother. Um, And we try to, you know, see what, you know, contacts they have. Um, And then that, yeah, hopefully that group will stay with us as well and um, through their, you know, studies and then move on. And then, yeah, we kind of start the process again but we just keep with those core um those core stuff that sounds for me if you guys really create a family with inside the group so that you not always want to come to work but you want to come and see your friends yeah absolutely um I think it's a lot of people say that when they come in that it's a um you know they enjoy working there but I think customers I think the number one thing is customers can see that and customers can feel that and could because this our location we have a lot of the same customers so those customers that are coming today they've come in since the start so it's a very nice um it's a very nice energy when you are in there you know we know a lot of customers names we know their orders and that's not just one staff that's most of them and it's something that we definitely prioritize so Jess that bring us to another point and Annie that's in your industry the same difficult conversations because it's one thing if your friend work for you or they are friends but there's always a little bit of a leader amongst them and we know inside the cafes it's not always glamorous by the speed you go the demand what happened you have to be switched on to deliver so how do you approach the difficult conversations with especially your friend that works for you now yeah that is a challenging one um we're very big on communication um ongoing so we feel if we need to have those difficult conversations it's not something that's completely out of the blue it's you know we if we feel like something needs to be um, addressed or worked on we might have a you know soft chat or we could also um, we have a housekeeping that goes out as regular communication on a fortnightly basis and then when we do sit down um, it is something that I I I mean I don't like doing um, but like you said sometimes those conversations need to be had it definitely helps having my husband on board now so at least you have that support um, and yeah we always just make sure before we go into that conversation we have made a note you know, we have notes of what we want to address. Um, and when we leave, we just try to ensure that they can see that from our side or um, that they understand. And hopefully we can come to a positive, like, you know, um, solution by the time that conversation's finished. Do you allow a time period? Because this is something that I've learned from somebody where I stay for a little while, I stay with her. And her husband will do a lot of wrong things and she didn't say anything. And then the next night she will call him and have that conversation. So for me, it was a very different approach. Do you believe that there's need to be a time where you um, have to approach her or let time go by or do you react immediately? I don't know if I react immediately. I suppose I 
like to gather, you know, gather my thoughts and make sure I'm in the right state of mind prior to addressing it. But then I also think if something needs to be addressed to do it, do it sooner rather than later, because otherwise you're stewing on it and they might be stewing on it. And I just think you can't hide that. You know, you can't, oh, well, I can't. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, I, you can tell if, you know, something not right. So, yeah, no, I think, you know, but like like I said, I've been very fortunate. I've had, I haven't had to have too many confronting conversations or I've been very fortunate with our team, um, yeah, for a long time. How do you empower yourself? Because you, as the leader of the team, it sounds if you guys got it quite good with a great community with inside the business, but how do you empower yourself to be that leader and be there for your team? I don't know. I think I just, I'm definitely a people people person. I I enjoy when people, you know, when they're happy and the energy is nice. I, I think that's really important. I am, I think I have a lot of empathy and I um, try to, I understand people are different. We're all different. Um, I understand we've all got different um, ways of working. We've got different skill sets. So I just try to, um, yeah, understand that those each staff member um, and obviously also celebrate what they're good at and try to like if they have a skill set that can help um, our business, you know, try to find find it out and then also try to like um, implement that somehow into the business as well. And Jess, there's quite a few people that will listen to this um, episode that is in the same industry and they also say we want to empower our um, staff but then they say, but how do you do it? Do you have team meetings? Do you stop? Do you have one-on-one meeting? It's one thing to say it's a priority to empower my staff to become the best who they are. But what is your recipe that you can share with the listeners? Um, I think it's a slow burn. I think, um, you know, when someone joins the team, it, it's fine. We have um, a set of values and beliefs that we, um, like is part of our um, staff pack when they join. And my husband and I have talked about this because we made it, we created it together. And I said, it's fine to, you know, you can write all this stuff down, but you have to ensure that that's what, that's, you know, that that's the truth. And that's what you're, um, you know, actually giving off. So I just think, I, I think it's time. And I think it's like, actually, you know, I really make an effort to get to know each of my staff, making them feel supported and making them feel valued. I thank them every time they come into work and they do the shift. I, I'm always, you know, asking them if they're happy, if, if they've got any ideas they would like, um, you know, that they have. I just feel like everyone's got something to offer. I just, I don't know, I really try to celebrate them and I feel like it's, a, you know, a, a long game. I don't, I think I just do it naturally. I don't mean that in a talking myself up way. I just, that, that's just a natural way that we um, manage and it's just seemed to have, without realising it's just been a successful way for us. That makes 100% sense and I'm sure Annie will agree that, it's not always giving them something physically. It's really give them that recognition to say, you really did well today or you handled that very well. Because we're in such a fast world and the expectations is so high that sometimes we don't stop and do that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, Annie, how often do you pop in and talk to the staff of, of McDonald's? Daily. Daily. In one way or another, whether it be physically, by phone, by email, um, you definitely need to stay connected and that's how you know what's happening in the shop day to day, what their challenges are because I really feel my job is to alleviate their challenges so that they can be serving the customers because that's why we're all in business. Um, 
So it, it's it's always challenging. How many staff do you have, Jess? Um, we have about, I think there's 12, 12 of us. Mm-hmm. And that's across two locations now? No, just the one location. We do the training school at the cafe. So busy mum, busy businesswoman, you've got to go through the Macca's drive-thru occasionally. <laughs> What's your favourite feed? Oh, I can't go past the traditional cheeseburger. It's honestly, it's just, it's a classic. <laughs> or if I'm feeling a bit more naughty, it would be the quarter pounder. When was your last time at the Macca's drive-thru? Oh my God, it was only a few weeks ago after a night out, a mum's night out. <laughs> so it was a late night one. <laughs> Something for everyone. <laughs> so where do we see you in 10 years time from today? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm intrigued to see how our new venture is going to go. So we're launching Coffee Beans Perf, as I mentioned earlier. Um, hoping to celebrate local roasters um, and and offering a, a range of coffee beans to the home and the office market. Um, at the moment, my husband still works part time at another um, another business. So I would love for the cafe and um, our our coffee side of things to be maybe our um, you know our main income provider. Um, having a small business does give us a lot of flexibility, which is something that we don't take for granted. So yeah, if if my husband and I still, you know, doing this in 10 years and having lots of opportunities to go away with our kids or do spontaneous um, trips and just enjoying um, having those days where, you know, if we decide that we just want to take a slow pace today, we can, that's like, that would be very, that would be my ideal of success. I think that's achievable because even if you just look at the um, automate and systems and processes in place, we, we're moving into a world where you can do that. And I love that you have taken on the technology and you've used it to add customers to your business, but I'm sure you're also using it for systems and routines and it will be a big part of being able to have the lifestyle that you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And when is the big launch? Oh, well, (laughs) we're going for a soft launch (laughs) to start with. And then um, we're moving all our own, um, our own branded coffee beans over to the site as the new platform because our old website needed updating. And then once um, it's all seamless and all the orderings coming in, we'll um, plan a big launch. So yeah, stay tuned. (laughs) You will. We will definitely stay tuned and look into that to make sure that we know when the soft launch happening. (laughs) So your favourite phrase, what is that? The energy you put out is the energy you will receive and people work for people. If you'd like to know more about Jess and her business, you can find the details in this episode's description. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I I believe believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you, no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.